Hello, everyone. I hope that you're having a great day. It's Dr. Estralita Bruce, and you're listening to another segment of Moments of Inspiration with Dr. E. I thank you guys so much for listening to the past episodes. I appreciate your feedback. I just really thank you guys so much for really taking out the time to listen to it. Um, I don't take it lightly. And I'm very excited to continue to share with you guys. And um, again, my hope is to continue to feed your inspiration. But I also want to make sure that I emphasize something because as I've shared in my introduction video, um, I speak about, you know, the ministry that God has blessed me to have and to start and to and to be the visionary of, which is a new me transparently, abundantly. And one of the things I, I again, I want to emphasize is the transparent part. Um, I realized when I started these episodes or this podcast is, you know, sometimes I could put a lot of weight on the professionalism of the content that I share. I want to make sure that the things that I share with you guys could, you can also increase in knowledge. Um, But, you know, I also share some personal things about my life. And and that's the whole purpose of of being transparent is to just really, you know, be real about what's going on uh, in my life. And so I will make sure to be more intentional about doing that. I think it's because, you know, I'm really a private person. And so many times I leave out a lot of details because, you know, hey, I don't think that everybody should know everything. But, you know, I mean, which is true, you know, there is wisdom in that. But there are things that I do believe that God wants me to share with you guys. And I and I won't be as hesitant about it. OK, um, I'll open up and share a little bit more. And also, um, I would say more of my personality. You know, um, one thing about me is I'm a very goofy person. I mean, that is the truth. Like, I love to have fun, uh, but I'm also very serious about you know, the things that God wants me to share with you. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, you know, as you go forward in this, it has nothing to do with the subject, but you know, since this is my podcast, you know, I can pretty much do however I want to do it, but I really wanted it to not only be moments of inspiration, but moments of transparency. I think that's important. Um, you know, we can always learn from each other's stories, from our failures, from our successes, And so I would be remiss to not share um, certain things in my life. So I just wanted to emphasize that. Okay, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, I I would say it's a PSA. (laughs) Um, Now let's go ahead and really focus on today's topic. I titled this topic, God, the unconventional way, because if you know anything about God is that Everything that he does is so unconventional. Um, When you think about the scripture that talks about, um, you know, his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are way above our thoughts. That is so true. So anytime that we try to make sense of God in our finite mental capacity, we feel horribly. Okay, it is only when we can really accept that. God in in his ways, the way that he does things, 
It's totally out of the box. It's totally not in the way that we would think. So when you think about the word unconventional, it means to not it means not based on or conforming to what is generally done or believed. Okay. When we think that God is going to do something a certain way in our lives is because we've already painted the picture of how he should do things in our lives. Okay. So let me tell you how I came up with this topic. I read to my little girl. She's four years old. Every night we have story time. You know, this is a time where she reads her little books so that we can really help her to increase in, in her knowledge and, um, just developing her reading skills. And then I also read her Bible stories. I have this book and it's not really kid friendly either. And I did this on purpose um, because um, I, I definitely want her to understand from how she can understand from a four-year-old's standpoint. But I also want to read at a level with her um, that can really, I just believe that can help her to to develop a lot quickly. She'll ask more questions. Um, there are words that, you know, that may be, you know, just too, too big for her to understand in that moment, but she'll ask questions, you know, mommy, what does this mean? So it gives her an opportunity to increase her vocabulary, um, increase, you know, in critical thinking. That's just my way of thinking about her childhood development and learning. So we were reading, I was flipping through the book and we came to this story. She kind of had pictures on it, but so there's this one story. Um, she immediately saw the snake, um, this snake wrapped around a staff and she was like, mommy, I want to read about that story. So I read about the story and it was the story of Moses and the bronze snake. Okay. So first of all, when I read this, uh, this story, I've always read this story with some confusion, you know, because I'm like, how in the world does a, what does a bronze snake have to do with healing the very thing that bit them? Like I, I just did not get it. So I'm going to read the scripture to you. And then I'm going to share what the Lord revealed to me as I was reading this, reading the story. Cause I, I really did have questions. Okay. All right. So the bronze snake. Is found in Numbers chapter 21, verse number four, and it says that um, they traveled, meaning the children of Israel, they had just come from um, out of Egypt, escaped out of Egypt, and they were in the desert, okay? They were on their way to the land of milk and honey. It's this place where God had what God had promised them. All right, so Numbers 21, verse four, they traveled from Mount Hor along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom. But the people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses. And they said, why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread, there is no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They bit the people and many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, we sinned. We spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, make a snake and put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and it put up and it was put up on a pole. And then anyone was anyone who was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake snake, they lived. All right. So you would think that this sounds a little bit harsh, right? Well, you have to think that 
God had delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt. They delivered them out of this place of bondage and he provided for them. He was a cloud by day because it was really, really hot. So he shielded them from the sun and he became fire, the Shekinah glory of God or the presence of God. He became night. Um, He became a fire for them at nighttime. So he was God was their protector. He was keeping them warm. Um, He was keeping them cool when they were hot and keeping them warm when they were cold. And not only that, God rained down manna and manna means, you know, you know, um, I believe it means what? like, like, what is this? All right. Um, I believe it's what or who, sorry for not knowing right about now, but it, it really is. It's a question like, what is this? Like, you know, what is this that I'm eating? So if you can just imagine God was raining down manna every single day, he was providing food for them every single day. And the people were complaining, whatever God did for them, they complained and they grumbled. Um, they, they often talked, you know, to Moses about, you know, why would you bring us out here to the desert to die? You know, we should just go back to this place of bondage. And so if you can just imagine being a leader of these people, it could be frustrating to constantly hear this, to constantly see God deliver you out of misery, to constantly see God provide for you on a daily basis. It would appear that it was just not good enough for them. On the flip side of that, being a very human person, I could see why they would complain. It was so uncomfortable, you know, okay, God, you promised me this land of milk and honey, but geez, like how much longer do we have to eat this food over and over again? Um, Present day. All right. If I were to eat food, the same food every single day, I just, I would probably be one of those people. Unfortunately, I love variety. I need you know, not just chicken breast every single day. Sometimes I want it fried. So if you can just imagine the creativity that these people had to have to have manna different ways for the time that God was providing for them. So in this particular text, it was like they still grumbled and complained. They have no bread. They have no water. The food was miserable. It was like one thing after the other. So God sent snakes into the camp. And um, I don't know why. Don't ask me why I don't know God's ways again, far above ours, but, um, you know, complaining can sometimes kill your destiny. If all you do is focus on what you don't have, what you feel like that you need. One thing I can say about like the killing part, though people die physically, is that the complaining and grumbling against God can kill your faith. It can kill many things that prevent you from getting into the place of promise. Well, in this case, God allowed snakes to come in into the camp and it killed the people. And it was like, oh, you know what? The very thing that I'm complaining about is not so bad. So let me just go ahead and eat this this manna sandwich um, as I continue to live. Like I can deal with this hardship or uncomfortable feeling like I want to live. So here are the people that were complaining. They were the very ones that said, you know what, Moses, please go on our behalf. Tell the Lord that we're sorry. Moses prayed. And then the Lord told him to do something that was so unconventional. This is where I was confused, right? As I'm reading this story to my little daughter, I'm like, okay, God, what sense does this make? You know, like to, you know, to have this bronze snake, it wasn't a real snake. It was just a bronze snake on a staff, which is really, if you think about, you know, in in the medical field, the medical field uh, logo, if you will, 
is a snake wrapped around a staff. You know, it really there's an association there um, because it symbolizes healing. Well, the unconventional way of God is this. It didn't have really anything to do with the snake, but had everything to do with their faith. Um, When God tells us to do something, no, it's not going to look like the way that we think. We would think, okay, let's go find some type of cure. Maybe the snakes have some type of cure within them. Let's go get the venom. Um, I I don't know. Just anything. Let's go get some medicine. Can God rain down medicine from the earth? Whatever it is. But instead, God was like, no, get the bronze snake and I want you to wrap it around a staff And I want the people to look upon it. Everybody that looks upon this will be healed and they will live. So when I think about the unconventional way of God, that is where it really spoke to me too. That I was trying to explain this to my four-year-old daughter. This is a story that she picked out. It really spoke to me as well that when I think about my life, um, the things that I wanted to happen a certain way, God was so unconventional and how he does things. He never does things the way that we think that he should. It's not based on conforming or what is generally done or believed. That's the definition of unconventional. And not only that, when I think about this snake, right? The very thing that bit them was the very thing that healed them. So there are many times in your life where God has brought, maybe he's allowed calamity. He's allowed something in life to bite you and you feel like you're going to die. It is the very thing that will cause and create healing in your life. It is the very thing that, um, that when you look upon it and, and when you trust him, um, to, 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 to bring you out of this situation, it can lead you to your very purpose. When I think about, you know, as most of my listeners know, and if you don't know me experiencing the death of a husband in my early twenties, it was the very thing that bit me. It was the very thing that broke me down. But I realized that in the same manner, the unconventional way of God used that grief to also heal me because I was not only dealing with the grief and loss of my first husband, I was grieving some things in my past that were unresolved when my husband was alive. So God will use the most unconventional ways and means or the very thing that has bitten you, that has brought you pain, that has caused calamity in your life. That is really an opportunity for God to show up in your life like never before. So I wanted to share that with you guys today and let you know that the unconventional ways of God means that he is really working in your life. All you have to do is do what he's called you to do. Do what he tells you to do. Even if it doesn't make sense, it will all make sense later. And if it, even if it doesn't make sense to you, ask God to give you the resolve that you need and the peace that you need to trust him in a way that it will all come together in the end. Okay. So I wanted to share that inspirational and encouraging word to you. I really hope and pray that it has um, spoke to your heart and your spirit. I know that when it was revealed to me in that moment, all the confusion left. I'm like, you know what, Lord, this is how you've always operated in my life because this is you. And so instead of me grumbling and complaining and being frustrated about how things have not happened in my life the way that I think they should, I'm going to trust you anyway. I'm going to say, you know what, God, 
This is your unconventional way, and I praise you for it. Um, And I thank God for using my little four-year-old daughter to bring that word to me. And I tried to explain it to her the best way possible, okay? Um, But anyway, whether she believed it or not, it was a moment of sowing seeds into her life. And so I truly believe that one day she will grow up and understand and know that God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are perfect no matter how unconventional they are. So I really hope and pray that this has helped you today. And thank you so much for listening to another segment of Moments of Inspiration with Dr. E. Until next time.